0: Thank you. Hello, everybody, and welcome to UGA Sports Rumors versus Facts. I am Blaine Gilmer here with Jed May and Trent Smallwood. Trent, back with us after uh, having a week off doing a little basketball coaching of his own. Uh, looks like maybe, hey, Georgia may be calling you up soon, Trent. I mean, there's there's some uh, some need for some coaching assistance
1: up there with the Bulldogs. Unfortunately, I only got about two more wins than Georgia has, so an uh, SEC play. So they might not be calling me. I hear you. I hear you.
0: Trent, Trent's team gets after it, though, for sure. But uh, Jed, Trent, and myself are here to talk Georgia football recruiting as the class of 2022 is really, for the most part, the Hayes kind of in the barn, guys. But there's these last three or four spots maybe that, that could be open. Um, and we say maybe because – it, everything's fluid right now with the numbers in the portal and things like that. Of course, uh, I said that word portal that triggered everyone on the vent, uh, this week, of course, when Jermaine Burton and JT Daniels decided to enter it, Jermaine Burton has subsequently entered, um, uh, went to Tuscaloosa to join the Alabama Crimson Tide. So we will, uh, talk about that I'm sure. And we'll get into our vault questions and things like that. But first let's kind of touch on the ending of this class. Uh, there's a very few, Uh, prospects that georgia is on right now towards the end um and there's some guys even that are committed that has some stories going either way but before we touch on anybody in particular uh, jed trent y'all just kind of take a turn here anything you know at this point in time in the recruiting cycle that kind of jumps out to you right now
2: i mean for me it's it's what happens at running back because i mean i i I, i'll I'll go ahead and, and raise my hand on this one. You know, we spoke to source, or I spoke to sources a couple weeks ago, saying you know Jordan James is still solid, he's exploring his options, all this kind of stuff. Um, and, and then now it, it's looking like more and more like he's not going to end up a part of this class. Obviously, he hasn't signed yet, um, and that had seemed to be kind of the case for a few days. And then you know Georgia offers uh, 2020 running back Andrew Paul out of Texas last night, further solidifying you know the the, the notion that. That Jordan James isn't going to be in this class. So it's interesting to see what happens. You know, it is James Lee. Does does Paul come in? Does Georgia only end up um with Branson Robinson in the class? So I think that position over the next, you know, seven, ten days is gonna be a, a really interesting one to watch.
1: Yeah, I don't I don't think you can just take one running back in this class because you know, you have uh you O'Carroll, uh he, he left. Um then you had your two running backs, went to um, NFL. So you got Kendall Milton, you got Kenny McIntosh, you got Dejon Edwards, which had had rumors around him with hitting the transfer portal. Uh, I guess at the end, end towards the end of the year. So uh, you're you're really going to be short on numbers, and you're going to have to go out and and get a running back in the transfer portal, which is not easy to do, uh, especially a quality running back. So I think uh, getting another running back in this class is definitely important. Um, you know, I, I think Georgia sits well for Christian Miller. You know, I think they're gonna, uh, uh, you know, I think they're gonna try to get some guys on campus uh, over, you know, the next week. But I, you know, I, 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 think Georgia likes where they're at, especially in the class. Uh, you know, they they kind of hit on their defense backs. They hit on there um, at the end. They kind of hit on uh, edge player with Marvin Jones. Um, yeah, I think I think the one need in this class is is that running back spot. And uh, I tried to tell y'all back in September Jordan James was gonna be in this class, but. Uh,
0: yeah, I mean, it's certainly it's certainly looking like he's uh, technically at this point still committed to Georgia. So we'll see uh, what ends up happening. But uh, you know, he took that visit out to Oregon um, to visit. You know, Dan Lanning, of course. That there's a natural relationship there. Not not necessarily sure if that's the spot that Jordan James ends up if he does indeed decommit from from Georgia and go elsewhere. But um, it does seem like uh, you know, where there's smoke, there's fire, so to speak. And uh, with Andrew Paul. Um, Being offered uh, by Georgia, you know, and we'll have questions on Paul specifically uh, here in a little bit, but with him being offered by Georgia, it does at least, uh, you know, tend to lend itself to you thinking, okay, there's, there's contingency plans being made there. There's differences uh, going on here of course there were some official visitors this weekend uh, Shamar Stewart and then also EJ Lightsey out of Fitzgerald a linebacker of course uh, Stewart is a edge defender out of the Miami area down there and you know guys uh, people people want to infer a lot of things about uh, Sh- uh Shamar Stewart and and uh you know him being in on campus this late and things like that but I believe that this recruitment of Shamar Stewart was one that Georgia kind of hit its peak in more towards the middle of this recruitment and not at the end of it.
1: Yeah, I mean, I think they're trying to make a late run uh, to try to, I guess, flip uh, that. I mean, I thought Georgia was third coming into uh, January um, behind Miami and Texas A&M. I still think uh, this Miami visit. Then you know, I went, I went when I was down in Orlando. Talking to Shamar, talking to some people around Shamar. I got a lot of the Miami vibe just from just just talking to him. just just uh the kind of the pressure that's been put uh there and, and and kind of Miami wanting to go back, uh, get back to where they were under Crystal Ball. And uh I you know, I, I felt down there that that Miami was kind of that team that was trending towards uh um being that number one spot. And then uh and, you know, of course, Texas a there. So I think Georgia's still sitting, uh, um, you know, uh, they have a shot, of course. They got them on campus, but I, I, it's, I, I do think they're trolling.
0: Jed, you know, when it comes to Shamar Stewart, a lot, a lot of this scenario reminds me of the Smoke Bowie scenario where there was, you know, some late talks with Georgia, things like that, a lot of interest in Georgia early, Of course, Smoke was actually committed to uh, Georgia at one time, but uh, he's, Pretty far down the line, it seems, with uh, Texas A&M. And then, of course, Miami trying to make up that ground, too, like Trent just said.
2: Well, and the thing, too, is Miami has come on so strong with with the visits. And I believe they were, you know, they saw him on the first day of the contact period. I believe At he's midnight. going. I mean, yeah, exactly. He's going. I mean, he's been on campus once, I believe, in January already. He's going back this weekend. Um, so that whole hometown thing is just is really pulling on him. So Georgia tried. Um, it, it, it certainly wasn't for lack of trying. Um, and and you know I wrote this in the, the factor fiction piece I did for rivals the other day. I mean Georgia's they do a good job with their official visits. I mean no one really thought Georgia had much of a chance. And he comes here on an official visit, is blown away, and and is now signed and a part of the class. But, um, like you said, Trent and and you too, Blaine. I just think it's too, too little, too late. At this point, Georgia gave it a good run, but is going to finish, um, you know, either second or third, but definitely not first.
0: Yeah, I agree as as well on that. So um, you know. We've talked about uh, the the Jordan James issue. We've talked about Andrew Paul a little bit. That we'll get more on that in a minute. You mentioned Christian Christian uh, Miller, um, Trent. You know this is a this is a young man who has a a huge personality. He's a guy who has NIL written all over him. Meaning not not in terms of like people throwing money at him. In terms of him being able to create his own opportunities. One because he's a talented young man, and two he's very outgoing, very personable. He's going to be. Uh, people are going to want to put him if he's performing they're going to want to put him in commercials they're going to want to uh, have ad reads with him and things like that um, obviously he went out and visited Dan Lanning as well the same weekend that Jordan James did he was down at uh, uh, I believe it was Florida uh, Florida A&M uh, th- mm-hmm. this weekend at HBCU so you know he he's taking a very circuitous route everything seems to be pointing towards the Georgia Bulldogs still. I've not heard anything that, that would make me think otherwise, but we learned uh, with the Kamari Wilson situation, the longer a player who has every opportunity in the world to commit does not commit, the more chance it is that uh, that something crazy happens at the end.
1: Yeah, I, you know, I, I like Christian Mill just because of relationships here. I mean, I, I know there's a lot involved. Um, he wanted to postpone until uh, – February signing day, but you you kind of see those relationship. You he, he went to the All American game and he coached Marvin uh, uh, James Jr. and, and uh, Marvin yeah. Marvin Jones Mar- and Marvin Jones Michael Williams Michael Williams. Uh, he coached those boys and then you know he's got the relationship with Oscar Depp's family. Uh, you know you, you see Oscar Depp's mom all the time on Twitter saying Chris I'm you obsessed. better not go nowhere if y'all um, don't follow
0: Mary Delp, uh as as if you're a georgia if you're a georgia faithful and you don't follow uh, mary delp you're missing out on some quality entertainment over there because she is relentless oh she is
1: uh it kind of reminds me of uh jake Fromm's mom back in the you know before to just kind of uh heading up the recruitments but um you know i i just i just like christian uh from a relationship standpoint you know he's good friends with michael uh he, he's worked with uh a bunch of these georgia commits over the years and uh and, you know, I in, there's never any, uh, I guess, um, package deals, as you say, but I just think there's way too many relationship ties along with his relationship with Georgia and the, and the coaching staff uh, to keep him away from Georgia. Yeah, and Jed, he's got a
0: couple of teammates either already committed or uh, in this class or already signed with Georgia as well, uh, Cedar Grove teammates.
2: Yeah, I was just going to say Trent went through all of those relationships, and that doesn't even begin to, <laughs> to count the, you know, C.J. Madden in the 22 class, Kane Lee in the 23 class, both of his teammates at Cedar Grove and they've both been committed. I mean, for several months now, so they've been in his year for weeks and weeks telling him, Hey, come to Georgia, complete the the, C- the Cedar Grove trio or Cedar Grove three or whatever. It is. I can't remember the exact terminology. Sweep. <laughs> the the Cedar sweep, Grove. Yeah, exactly. Cedar Grove sweep. So like Trent said, there's all these things. I mean, you know, Alabama offered him real late and a shot to get in there. Miami, you know, he's going out of Miami this weekend. Um, Florida AM and m got an official, you know, all these different things that are, that are sort of tugging at him. But at the end, you know, we've said it on the show a bunch. It comes down to relationships. You know, nine times out of ten, with these guys, and I think, you know, Trey Scott. You know, even with all of the the weird ups and downs that were going there in the summer, Trey Scott kept up with him. Um, and you know, obviously Kirby Smart, those other guys, Mike Hill. I just think relationships. You know, at this point, I, I think they went out, but you know, there's there's still a lot that could change. <laughs> like like you said, blame like we saw with the Kamari Wilson situation.
1: I it's think I think more- another thing to look at is is Georgia has you know. Coming off a national championship, you don't see many freshmen come in. And, you know, kind of uh, have a chance to play early. I think Christian Miller has a chance to play early, just because of Georgia's need at. I think he could slide out and play five tech, uh, and I think Georgia's got a need to, at that position. Of course, he could. I think he's going to play uh, a lot of three tech uh, defense tackle, but I, I do think he has versatility to slide up and play that five tech. And uh, with with Georgia only really returning Trem uh you know, Zion you, Logue. you got Zion Logue, but Logue's played a lot in the middle uh, yeah. at, throughout the year. So uh, you have a need right there at that uh, Trayvon Walker spot from last year. And I think Christian Miller, uh, how explosive he is. And I, th- I think he could come in and, and play early right there.
0: He could. And, and But I I think, too, when I look at him, I almost see a little bit more of uh, Devontae Wyatt to me. Like, he, he looks – the way that he, we 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 all went, a bunch of us went to the Buford game uh, that that he that he played in, and just the explosivity that he had getting through the line of scrimmage right there, playing uh, whether whether at that point he was a he was a, a shade strong shade or a, or a three technique, he would move out and man uh, just hurt some guards across from him, and that's a good offensive line over there at Buford. Uh, so he was able to to do do some good things, and you're right, I think uh, one big thing that is important to Kristen miller right he's a winner right cedar mm-hmm. grove he's used to he's used to being being in the running uh year in and year out for a state title um so i'm sure georgia's uh winning the national championship has an impact there and then of course when you talk about um when you talk about Kristen miller you also you know, have to factor in Ryan day and Ohio state, they're a factor in this, but they use their in-home visit early on Kirby smart still yet to use his home visit. I'm sure he's going to do it here, here soon. Uh, So once that happens, you got to feel that's more momentum for Georgia. So that's Kristen uh, Miller on, on that piece. Now um, I spoke, we we were kind of, as we got into all this, we were talking about official visits and Shamar Stewart, we'll talk about EJ uh, Lightsey here for just a minute. He took his official visit, um, you know, did the whole gamut of the deal right got to, got to uh, be there with the with the coaching staff uh you know at, customarily when these guys go on their official visits they end with breakfast at Kirby Smart's house and that's kind of a kind of a way that 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 ends up uh going in those visits and i think all of that is a lot of momentum for a south georgia kid and when whenever kirby smart trent gets a chance to recruit a south georgia kid there's a lot of familiarity a lot of relatability there between uh smart and that player
1: yeah and and then uh you know he 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 did have that breakfast at kirby's but i i know uh it's probably an offer that he's been wanting uh um i've never talked to the kid uh but but it's probably you know a lot of south georgia kids have those relationships with a lot of the coaching staff del mcgee and uh and kirby smart and those guys and um they kind of it that's an offer that they they always want georgia whether or not they end up going to georgia or not it's an offer they always want and and you know georgia uh you know trying to you know fill a need where uh, at the inside linebacker spot where they missed out on signing day um i think he would fill in nicely he's a little undersized but i had a chance just to watch a little film on him or not and uh And Joker's got a motor. He's fast. Uh, uh, Like I said, he's a little undersized, but I I think it's something to work with. And I think he could be a you know like a special teams player come in and uh, you know eventually move into to um, you know a spot. But he he, he's definitely got the speed. He's definitely got the intangibles. He's just a little uh just a little undersized at this point.
0: Yeah, I mean it's interesting. uh, Talked to his high school uh, head coach uh, Tucker Pruitt down there at Fitzgerald, and Tucker Pruitt told told me that. You know, he was actually bigger a, a as a freshman wow. and, and sophomore a defensive end. He was a true defensive end, and they said they, they said he he trimmed down, kind of slimmed down. He measured for them when they did their official measurements. He was at six two two eleven coming in. So I mean, he was he was six two two eleven. I've seen him at other places measure 6'1", 205. So I mean, it you know he definitely would probably want to get up around that two twenty five. 2.30-ish mark that Georgia likes uh, inside linebackers, especially with a little height to play at. But, Jed, you would have to think, uh, you know, he's, he, he still is planning on taking that visit to South Carolina this weekend, but you would have to think um, Georgia having an official visit with an inside linebacker after the crop of inside linebackers that they have just – moved on to the NFL and the history that Glenn Schumann has, you would think that Glenn Schumann being down there multiple times in the last couple of weeks to visit him and offer him and, and communicate with him would carry a lot of weight.
2: Yeah. I mean, if you're a guy that's looking to develop and go, you know, three or four years ago, the NFL, what more would you want than, than, than to play for Glenn Schumann? I mean, Channing Tindall is going to be an NFL player. Kawhi Walker is going to be an NFL player and Kobe Dean was, you know, the best linebacker in college football this year is going to be a first round NFL draft pick. I mean there's so many guys that have been on the Put Tay Crowder in the league. Tay Crowder. Yeah. He's literally <laughs> put a guy that came out of high school as as an outside linebacker, I believe, right? Channing Tindall did. And a guy that switched from running back to <laughs> to linebacker. Both of those guys. One is in the NFL and one one is going to be in the NFL very soon. So clearly that track record, I mean, is one of the most impressive of any of the coaches on Georgia's staff. So I'm sure that was driven home um mr Lightsey over the weekend as well as the opportunity to, to try to come in and earn a spot whether on special teams or in the rotation and yeah you know it's it's like you said trent he's he could have an opportunity to come in and play on special teams which is that's where kirby smart has said before that's where these guys really you know kind of cut their teeth and, and, and break in on special teams with the goal of uh, getting in the rotation down the line yeah and uh as yes, i mean
0: all fair points there, Jeb. but I had to throw this up there. Uh, you know, as the NIL comes on, the, the, the NIL jokes are going to come on too. You know, Harold Perkins decommitted from texas a and i A&M. I'm not sure if Georgia get on, but it's pretty good about James Bond here watching on the YouTube channel. A&M bounce a check because because uh, there's uh, there's definitely some uh, some oil money uh, being put to use over there, some of those NIL uh, NIL deals. And they're, they're all legal now, guys. I mean, it's NIL where you're able to pay – Players for advertisements for uh, being representatives of the program to your business and it's all legal. They can write it off in their taxes. It's just that's just the way it's going to go now. And there's plenty of people with plenty of money down there in Texas. Yeah, uh, you,
1: know, you know, uh I'm not a huge fan of Neil. I I do think players should be be getting uh, you know paid for their name engine uh, name image and likeness. But uh, I'm kind of I'm kind of happy that we can kind of openly talk about this now because uh, I guess over the past. Five or six years, you've had to kind of be hush hush about this on (laughs) the, on, uh, when we got on podcasts and stuff. So, um, uh, it's it's kids are on billboards, you know, that you've got,
0: you've got different approaches to it, which we have a question on here that, so I won't get too far into it. So, without any kind of further ado, uh, let's go ahead and get into our vault questions just for those of you who don't know maybe if you're just watching on the youtube channel one benefit of being a member of the uga sports vault over at ugasports.com is you get to ask questions on here every week we also have lots of uh, you know private content uh, or, or premium content when it comes to interviews with coaches like i just did uh with the fitzgerald head coach tucker pruitt on ej lightsey and kind of his recruitment um You know, Jed, Trent, everybody's uh, Brent uh, Rollins is putting out, you know, him and Dane are putting out articles that are that are private premium content. So make sure you're following along over there and you can also the benefit is uh, submit one of these questions right here. So uh, Jed, go ahead and start us off right here with our
2: first question from the vault. Yeah, we got we got some new font here. I I like it. Um it says if Stockton and Vandegrift had graduated in the same year, how would you have ranked them? And also how does Arch Manning compare to other generational quarterbacks of the same age, as in Trevor Lawrence, Justin Fields, and Deshaun Watson?
0: Oh boy, we're starting off with the <laughs> with a with a heater right off the bat uh over here when it comes to Ranking a hypothetical, There's nothing better than a good quarterback hypothetical here, Trent, to to start us off uh, between the Stockton and Vandergriff debate, which will rage on as Stetson Bennett continues to start for the Georgia Bulldogs. Yeah, in- I, I don't even
1: know how to answer this question because, I mean, they're, they're two different classes, so I don't even want to – I'm just saying if
0: they graduate in the same year, but who would you rank the head of
1: how, that? But how do you – like, are you comparing his senior year to – vandergriff senior year because I, last year if i would have taken if, if stockton would have came out last year i would have taken vandergriff because i thought vandergriff uh, of course he's a year ahead at that point um but if you're looking at him this year uh, you know i i think stockton has something that a lot of people uh, uh i think i think he just got the it factor to me um because uh you know i, I know a lot of people around him um you know i i, I know a, who he hit with a, a hitting uh, instructor he had like when he was 12 years old, um, and I know at that time he, they were like, maybe one day you'll do a, um, a long jump in the Olympics. He was like, yeah, maybe I'll do that. But you know, it, that's just his mentality. He, he he thinks he can. He thinks he can do anything, and and that's good to have from a quarterback. You know, you want a little bit of cockiness. You don't want to. I mean, you don't want like Johnny Manziel type. But you know, you want that little bit of cockiness because uh, he is leading the team. I think Stetson Bennett's had that little bit of cockiness. You know, he don't really show it, but I think he's got that swagger that you that you want the team behind him. Um, but you know, I, I do like Stockton. I mean, I think, I think Vandegrift, uh, it has a size advantage on him. I think he, I think he can make every throw. I think Vandegrift can be a physical runner. Um, so I, I think if you're looking at strictly from an intangible standpoint, I think, uh, uh you know, I, I Vandegrift, but I, I just think Stockton, uh, has that it factor, uh, when, when you put him on the field, uh, it, you know, to me, he, he's always a guy that's going to practice like, uh, garbage and he's going to get it, when the lights turn on uh yeah. on the field on friday night he's going to light it up so uh i, I just I, I like stockton coming in um and and, and i want to go ahead and you know Art, talking about arch manning when everybody sees the manning name they just you know i think i think it's just automatic goes in their head and they they look at eli i look at Peyton, and they think statue uh he's not a statue he is uh he's a he's a door threat guy i mean he, he's not listed as a door threat but he, four six he can, laser four six laser four time. six laser uh he can do what uh monkin is wanting to do like munkin's wanting a, a guy that can avoid the rush munkin's wanting a guy that can is a threat to run because it opens up his rpo stuff saw a lot of rpo stuff ran against balma Saw a lot of rpo stuff ran against uh michigan a lot of quick throws out where he had that option, the, the last throw to, to Bowers to to put Georgia up by eight in the national championships. That's a RPO. Um, I think I think he has that ability to uh, to come in and and uh, you know run Mucket's offense. He's not a statue, and, uh, and and as far as generational, you know that I think that'll be with time. I think you see how he is when he hits campus. I don't want to list anybody in that category until I see what they do on campus because you see a lot of five star quarterbacks come in the campus and you know they're kind of. I mean, they're they're not as good as they were when when they when they were in high school, but uh, uh, we'll see on that. But I I, I do like you know I, I like what Georgia's quarterback situation is right now.
0: How does how uh, this just kind of related to the question here? They listed Lawrence Fields and Watson. To me, it, that's a game of which one of these things is not like the other. I don't think Justin Fields belongs in that conversation with with Trevor Lawrence and Deshaun Watson. I you talk about what they maybe from the from the hype that they had around them, from what they actually did, I I think I think uh Trevor Lawrence and Deshaun Watson are like head and shoulders above where where he where he was in, in that conversation. It, but uh that's just that's neither here nor there. That's just me pointing out in that. But I, when you compare Arch Manning, I mean when you project out ahead, one thing that is tough to 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 compare and this is can be said for gunner and brock as well he does not play against heavy really good competition down there in new orleans now they schedule some really good teams uh there's that team out of tampa that they scheduled that that uh, when kirby went out and watched arch play this year in new orleans where he had the 68 or 70 yard touchdown run on power reed that they installed two days before the game they had never run it uh, the whole season the coach i interviewed the coach at uh Nelson Stewart at noon. He he said Arch told him on Wednesday. He's like, yeah, we ran this in middle school. You want to put it in real quick and we'll do it? He said, I don't know. So they they put it in. Boom, sixty eight yards to the house. So uh, you know he's got a lot of that same kind of confidence. And I saw that. That's what I saw at Arch Manning. I was watching some junior uh, highlights of, of of his year. He scored a touchdown and did the whole like you know stomping, getting excited in the end zone thing. That's not your typical. Uh, manning decorum there Jed I mean he was showing a little bit of he was showing a little bit of fire uh, in his game Arch and was
2: yeah and and I think something that he has that and, and y'all have been following recruiting more closely than I have so tell me if I'm wrong but like he this kid has had such a spotlight on him from the time he was in what like sixth eighth, grade eighth because grade. Of, <laughs> yeah because yeah, because of what his name is and and all that and I know like you know all these guys are big prospects and I think maybe Trevor Lawrence was the closest one in terms of just you know having that the 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 savior label thrown on him, but he he's he's dealt with that for a long time. So I think once he gets to college, whether it's Georgia or, or where Alabama, Jackson State, wherever, um, he's gonna be he's gonna be. I mean, he'll be used to. It. I mean, there's the, this kid's been dealing with the stage for a long time. And one, I think Georgia has a. I mean, if nothing else, he's not front, he's not a a generational prospect from the state of Georgia. So like that has to. Break, breaking,
0: <laughs> breaking news: Dave Port, Dave Portnoy, or Portnoy, whatever his name is, and, and Barstool offers Archman in a twenty million dollar deal <laughs> to go to HBCU Jackson State as quarterback. <laughs> that, that would be uh, that would be that would be totally uh, totally par for the course with everything that's going on in recruiting this day and time. But uh, short answer: if if Stockton and Vandergriff were in the same uh, same year, I would rank Brock Vandergriff over Stockton Jed.
2: I think I'd take Stockton, but it's very close.
0: All right, so we're all split there in the, in that one. Uh, let's go to our next question, uh, PA Dog 610. Jed, what we got?
2: Yeah, it says, does the UGA staff land any surprises next Wednesday, February 2nd for the Class of 22 that no one is really aware of?
0: I mean, Andrew Paul would be a surprise because he just popped onto the surface. But by nature, a surprise is something that's unexpected. So I don't I don't see anybody out there that's unexpected. If there's a need, if there's somebody that maybe Georgia sees a uh, really good, you know, edge rusher pop out late, like, you know, who knows? Harold Perkins just decommitted from Texas A&M. Does does Georgia say, hey, well, we might as well give him a call and see what happens, and he has interest in the defending national champions? I mean, you never know. Uh, Kirby Smart is someone that will leave no stone unturned when it comes to improving his roster. But I would expect at this point, Trent, I would expect less surprise going into the signing day and more intrigue when it comes to this summer.
1: Yeah, I, I'm. I'm interested to see what happens. You know, uh, spring. Uh, spring practice. Uh, I'm more interested to see what happens after spring practice because I think you'll see some movement in the transfer portal once again. Um, and 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 I, and I think Georgia will have a better understanding of, of their team uh, after spring practice and and, and kind of. You know, Georgia was kind of late to the to the game with with the transfer portal because of them playing the national championship, and I know Alabama went out and landed you know three players, but uh you know Elias Ricks was going to Alabama no matter what once he got the green light uh a couple of those players were you know going to Alabama if they got the green light so i think that was the uh how they have the three guys in the portal but uh i think georgia's being patient similar to what they did last year they waited till summer before or you know late spring for they uh, landed Darian Kendrick um and they they waited uh you know they're going to go through spring practice Kind of evaluate the team, see see who made jumps uh, with this freshman class, and see what needs they have. You know, with 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 Georgia having some of those guys return, you know, Christopher Smith returning is uh, and Tyke Smith returning is big. You know, for their secondary, uh, so uh, you know that it's hard to land a transfer portal safety when you have guys coming in like that. Uh, and and I'm not sure there's as much of a need uh, there. Uh, than there would be. But I, I think they, they could have a need uh, to bring in another, you know, edge guy. And depending on what happens in this class, they might need a running back. So it would be something to watch.
0: Yeah, and I'm just going to kind of let Andrew Paul's uh, highlights here, uh, the, you know, running back out of Texas uh, from Episcopal High School down there that, the, the, you know, got an offer here late uh, so that could obviously be be one of the surprises that goes in there but kind of as we're just letting people get a look at him and and uh you know let those highlights run jed i mean you know it i guess you got to kind of like trent said you got to think you know big picture here and these this coaching staff what they know they've already had some conversations with guys right and and whether it's a whether Who knows, whether it's a Carson Beck that is at every bit right now intending to, to stay, compete, see how things go, you know, maybe throughout spring. But who knows, things go throughout the spring. You may have one or two say, you know what, we gave it a shot. Let's move on. Then Georgia may be in the market for more, uh, you know, quarterbacks this summer. Who knows how how things how things go? But right now, it's a supply and demand type deal, and I think Georgia has pretty evenly dispersed this twenty twenty two class, where they're not in a super need uh, for anything except maybe here at the running back position uh, this late in the twenty twenty two class uh, cycle.
2: Yeah, and I, and I traded some messages with um. You know, a, a guy that coaches Andrew Paul today, and he basically said, like, yeah, he was he was a good guy, good running back, and then he he basically got a little more patient as the season went on. Instead of just slamming into the line, he let the plays develop, and then he became unstoppable. Like he, the numbers he gave me were eleven hundred yards, over eleven hundred yards, and I think fifteen or sixteen touchdowns, um, in three playoff games. And I, I had to double check. I was like, are wow. those are those are those season numbers, or um, so I mean, it was yeah, he was upwards was, of over the twenty two hundred yard mark yeah, for the was, season. I mean, that's just – I don't care, like – I mean, I don't care who your competition is. I mean, that, those are just, just stupid numbers. So um, I think the big question is, will Georgia be able to get him on campus? I mean, it looks like, from what I can tell, he, he has two official visits left, I think. Um, so theoretically, he could take one to Georgia this weekend. He could take an unofficial. Um, and I guess that's the big question is, A, will Georgia get him on campus, and B, if they do – you know, will they will they be able to to surge the top? He took an official to Clemson to my Clemson to Michigan, excuse me, the past couple of weekends. Um, so we'll see. But yeah, Trent, I think you hit it right on the head. Basically, Georgia's going to go through these fifteen practices or whatever in the spring, see some of those guys that are maybe that are thrust into bigger roles, like you know, y'all talked about earlier, the Zion Loges and the Tremont Wallace, hours, guys like that, really get evaluate more what they have and those guys and the guys behind them, and then see, okay, do we need to get a guy in the middle. Do we need to get another receiver, a running back if you don't get two in this class, whatever. Um, so the movement is really going to be, I think, you know, May, June, July, once we get into the summer and after spring practice.
1: And these earlier, early enrollees, you know, uh, Michael yeah. Williams is a guy that could come in and, and, and feel a need at that, uh, five tech wit, with, uh, Walthor, but you know, it, it just depends on, are, are they, are this Kirby and, 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 and must and company think they're ready for this stage. um, if he does, you won't see much movement at that. And unless somebody just comes out, this is a can't miss prospect, you know, like but, but, uh, or can't miss from, from in the in the portal. But I think they're going to evaluate and, uh, and see what they need, who's going to start uh, across from Keeley, you know, just, just look at their options and, and, uh, and, and, and move on and, and, and see if they need to fill any, uh, voids they have on their team. Kirby's always looking to upgrade his roster. Uh, and, and uh, the reason why I say spring practice is, I think Alabama's brought in like eight or nine rivals, 100 receivers over the past two classes. And, and now you, you bring in a transfer. Who's that going to take off a, mm-hmm. after spring practice? So you're going to see movement in the transfer portal, uh, just due to what's already happened in the transfer portal. Um, so you're going to see movement after spring practice is just, you know, is there, is there a need that George needs to fill right there?
0: Yeah. Uh, so when we, when we talk about, uh, when we talk about, Dar- uh, well, I was going to say Darius Smith, when we talk about the the kind of who's left in this class, right? But kind of before we m- hit some more questions and other topics, I do want to just kind of put a bow on the end of this class. You've got uh, Darius Smith and Dylan Bell both committed that, you know, have affirmed their uh, commitments and or should be signing in February. Jordan James still committed right now, Jordan Bryant James, but it seems that, that uh, he could be heading out elsewhere. I know we're not putting in, uh, you know, future casts for everybody and stuff like that on here, but safe to say we all feel pretty confident still that that Kristen Miller ends up in the class. I think uh, Shamar uh, Stewart goes elsewhere. Um, we're talking about Andrew Paul. We're kind of in wait-and-see mode right now. Does Del McGee get out there again? Uh, does he get back out? Um, does he get out to Athens? Wait and see on that. And I think we're uh, George's in good shape with EJ Lightsey.
1: Yeah, I, I agree there. Okay. Um, I, and I don't, I don't anticipate any surprises coming along. I, honestly, there's just not many top-rated prospects out there to have your uh your surprises because a lot of them are signed. So uh, a lot of your uh uncommitted guys, you, you haven't seen them visit in georgia necessarily um so like jacoby matthews and those guys so i don't anticipate any surprises i guess i guess the surprise would be you know an an additional running back uh whoever that might be if jordan bright james uh likes to go elsewhere but uh i don't anticipate any big name guys
0: gotcha so now this this is going to be more on the the transfer portal and some of this stuff uh is a little bit. kind of unrelated to the 2022 class so I wanted to wrap that up before we move on to these next segments here but and we've kind of already touched on this a little bit in our last talk so we can be a little bit more brief on this but Jeff, what's a real realistic UGA fan 11 got for us?
2: Yeah, he wants to know uh or he or she wants to know the two position groups that we will see the most departures from come this summertime.
0: Yeah, uh when it comes when it comes to it, I mean that people People like to malign the the Georgia receiver class, you know, receiver core, receiving core, like you said, uh, Trent. But you know, if if Georgia does elect to bring one guy in that maybe pops after spring, you could see that could be a domino effect where you go one one top profile guy in, a couple more mid tier guys move out because they know that there that's just one more guy in front of them on the on the depth chart.
1: Yeah, and I don't anticipate uh any of their guys that played uh, you know, a large number of snaps. So, like like your A. D. Mitchell, I think uh Ladd McConkey, I think they're gonna be uh in Athens. I don't think there's no, nothing to worry about there. But uh, you know, there there is some guys to watch. Uh, you know, I, I think wide receiver has pretty much hit, you know, I guess yeah, or you've already seen that movement. Um,
0: well, and who knows what's going to happen with Kyris Jackson? If he's going to come back, if he's going to—I yeah. mean, there's no been an official word one way or another on there. I could see Kieris, uh I could see both ways for Kyris. I could see him saying, "Hey, I'm a leader on this team. I'm going to come back. I didn't have maybe the year that I wanted to have, despite winning the national championship. I'm going to come back and in my Georgia career, uh, you know, with a with a bullet." Or, or he says, "You know, I really there's there's I've been surpassed here. I don't have as much opportunity. I'm going to." I'm going to, um, elect to go, go somewhere else.
1: And one thing that I'm watching is, uh, is Don Blaylock's yeah. after, after one year coming back from the two ACLs, he, he's had some time to, I guess, mentally, uh, recharge after those two injuries and, and see what kind of spring he has, uh, because he was a weapon. Um, he was a weapon from the slot and I, I, you know he could cut into Karis Jackson's playing time at the slot, and uh, it, it would be uh, again. It, it all depends on what happens in the spring. See see what happens in the spring, and uh, you know kind of reevaluate from there. But uh, wide receivers a position, quarterbacks a position. Uh, uh, I don't think offensive you know, line. Uh, you know offensive line mm-hmm. a position just because what's what's going to happen? You you have your two tackles basically with Broderick uh, and uh warren mcclendon returning you have tate ratledge coming back you have cedric I'm, van fran coming back and then you got warren Spears. erickson
0: at a private place somewhere
1: <laughs> you got warren erickson so uh, what what are you going to do because you got some highly uh you know you got your micah morris you got uh dylan fairchild dylan fairchild marius milms uh, you got some highly touted guys you know kind of waiting in the wings and uh you know you're not going to see these highly touted guys wait until they're a lot of these highly title wait until their junior year to play now when the transfer portal is an option. So uh it'll be interesting to see what happens on the offensive line.
0: Absolutely. So uh offensive line receiver mainly ones, quarterback could be another one as well there. Um Jason or yeah, yeah, Jason 17. Do you have any insight into UGA's recruiting pitch utilizing NIL? Have any prospects talked about different approaches from school jed when you've been talking to guys have any of them answered that nil question for you of what maybe Georgia said anything like that to you
2: you know most guys um most guys haven't mentioned it honestly i remember i believe it was reuben owens um when i talked to him after he visited in the summer i believe he mentioned you know georgia um you know really pitching hey you're we're close to atlanta we, we can give you a, a big package all this kind of stuff um but most of the guys that I've spoken to don't mention it a ton. Um I think just there's a lot more um more more pressing matters, I guess, at the front of, of UGA's um, pitch. And I think that might be something that they have to, to take more into account going forward. You know, do they have to emphasize it more? They're not emphasizing it enough right now. Do they have to maybe change how they emphasize it or what they project? So because there's guys, I mean NIL got Jackson State, Travis Hunter right and i know that's a that's an extreme case and all that kind of stuff but it's something that these kids more and more um are going to be thinking of so um and no, 15
1: 15 guys yeah, with under armor game so, exactly there you go so <laughs> well, it's
2: yeah there you go i know sp-
0: specifically i i was talking to justice haynes and i asked him that question about hey has georgia said anything and and you know he gave that answer saying you know georgia's Georgia likes to hammer home their proximity to Atlanta, a major market, things like that, like you said, Jeb. But he also said that Kirby Smart, everybody needs to understand it is a rule that the universities cannot set up these deals for the players. So what Mm -hmm. he said that Kirby Smart was clear about, is he said, listen, you come to Georgia, you're going to get... He said, we had college game day five times uh, this, this year. That's what Kirby told him. He said, at Georgia, they had College game day five times uh this year. So when that happens and you perform, there's a lot of eyeballs on you and people come to you. He said he said that Georgia has uh close to 20 guys signed with Zaxby's right now, doing local, local, regional, maybe even some national deals. Uh, you know, and he said that's a monthly check that they're that they're getting in from Zaxby's to do these radio spots and, 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 you know, posters, TV ads, that kind of stuff. Uh, so they are mentioning, you know, they can't say, Hey, here's what we'll get for you because that's against the rules. But what they can say is this is what our guys are getting, you know, look, go, go around, look at uh, attorney billboards around, around and you see Jordan Davis plastered on all of them. You know, the more uh, you know, a high tide, raises all boats, right? So Georgia winning, more opportunity to get NIL uh, you know, opportunities. Uh Trent, anything before we
1: go to the next one? Tacky, man.
0: Yeah. Oh man, tackies. uh uh bear, bear Alexander had a, a mound of tackies up there. Uh he had, ta- he had a tackies uh um table cover over mm-hmm. there signing everything background I mean he was he was tackied up over there so uh yeah for sure there there's opportunities.
1: I I really think you know, I, I think this is uh, – I think this nil could very well get out of hand. And I, I think eventually it's going to be I, – I think you better take advantage of it now because I think it's eventually going to be regulated somewhat. Uh, but just because just it, it's going to turn into a, a, you know, a crap show basically with the transfer portal attached to it. Uh, it it's going it's, to it, – it'll be interesting to see what happens over the next, you know, two or three years w- with the direction this goes. Yeah, nope, for
2: for sure. Uh Jed, go ahead. Next question here. From Sick'em Dogs, what do you see Sammy Brown playing in college? What position, I'm assuming, do you see Sammy Brown playing in college? And will he end up a five star? Who leads early?
0: If Sammy Brown's not a five star, <laughs> then, <laughs> then and I've stars not,
2: are pointless. <laughs>
0: Then I've not seen one. I that this is a young man who yeah. dominates football games. And this is not just that this is not you can't say this is like a Gunner Stockton. Van Vandergriff, Arch Manning thing where they play low-level competition, that kind of stuff. He plays in uh, a very competitive classification. I think it's four A uh, with Jefferson, and they play some very studied, star-studded teams. And uh, Sammy Brown looks like a man amongst boys. I think he plays uh, linebacker, inside linebacker. He's strong as an ox. I think he plays inside linebacker in uh, college, and I, I would say that Georgia is in his good as shape as anybody georgia and clemson are those kind of two
1: favorite programs yeah i agree i agree i think he's a linebacker i've always said he kind of has nate mcbride's speed but but he's also about four or five inches taller and not as stiff so uh he 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 can fly he can hit uh i mean he would be very good at the inside linebacker position uh in, in the way georgia likes to use him
0: his, his dad is the defensive coordinator there at Jefferson. and was the head coach at Commerce for a long time, so he's the son of a coach. He understands the game. He's been around it a lot. Uh, just complete package there. Uh, Sikkim Dogs has a follow-up question,
2: Jed. Yeah, he wants to know, why does the state of Georgia not turn out more truly elite receiver prospects? Any guys coming up that may fit that description?
1: Uh,
2: you know, Camden uh, Camden Lee – is going to be, I
0: think, a, a good uh, slot uh, slot position, you know, slot receiver. Clint, Clemson, Alabama, Georgia, everybody's after him. Uh, Trend, is there any others that come to mind when you're talking about Georgia wide receiver talents? I, I, I don't know. That is a good question is why there haven't been more, you know, top of the top. I mean, you've seen some guys, obviously some guys come out of Georgia with, you know, uh, going all the way back to, like, Calvin Calvin Johnson, you know, and, and Terrence Edwards and those kind of guys that played uh coming out of Georgia but um maybe not as me lately, you know.
1: Yeah, I mean that that is an interesting question because, you know, is big here. Uh you know that a lot of people transfer into the, this area uh for for jobs and stuff. So I've never really thought about that, but that is an interesting question. I, I think it's you, know, you, you you definitely see more I guess offensive line, uh, defensive line, running backs, uh, you know, come out of this area and not as many wide receivers. I think a lot of the wide receivers you see come out of Florida, Texas, a uh, mm-hmm. place like that. So that's definitely an uh, interesting question that I haven't thought much about.
0: Uh, I mean, Travis Hunter is a pretty good receiver out of the state of Georgia and he yeah, can play but, receiver or DB. <laughs>
1: yeah, he's definitely good. Uh, but what are you, you know, I guess, I guess. I'm looking at those 6364 guys that uh, have a motor. You don't really see many of those. I mean, you had Jaden Hazelwood a few years ago. Mm-hmm. You just yeah. don't see you don't see many of those uh, you know, I guess top-rated guys come out.
0: Yeah, it it's, it's for sure, but I don't say I mean, don't y'all think am I am I wrong in in um Kind of projecting what Camden Lee could be, uh, you know, is at Westlake right now. I just feel like every time I go and see him play, whether it's seven on seven or see him play, uh, you know, in in a, in a high school game, I feel like he's always. Whether it was um, back when he was at uh, and what was the school that he was at uh, before he went to uh, Westlake, he was over there where Emory Floyd played. I can see the team right now. I saw him play against uh, against Gainesville. Oh, um- Gosh, down there by McEachern. I can't think of it, but uh, but he's down. Uh, whichever school he's been at, he's done. He's done phenomenal. He's played since he was basically a freshman in in high school, and I think he's a a shifty receiver that can Mm -hmm. end up being very, very good um, going forward. But uh, no other names, you know, jump off uh, to mind right now. I will tell you this: Caleb Downs, Caleb Downs, Mm -hmm. and that that is one. Josh Downs, who's at North Carolina, and there's been rumors about him. You know, he put up 1,300 yards receiving from North Carolina this year. He was out of North Granite High School. He's a uh, Hillgrove. Thank you, Jay Nelson. I'm, I'm thinking, a, a thinking of Hillgrove. He finally came to me. That's where uh, Camden Lee was before uh, – or Caden Lee, not Camden Lee. Caden Lee came before uh, he went to, to Westlake. He was at Hillgrove. But when you talk about Josh Downs, I was an elite uh, receiver that, that ends up going to North Carolina. Who knows? Does he enter the transfer portal? Yet to be seen. But Caleb Downs, guys, I don't know if you, how much you've seen Mill Creek play, but Caleb uh, Caleb Downs, you know, he's going to be a safety at the next level. He could, if he wanted to, he could be an elite receiver as well. The guy's got tremendous ball skills. It can and great route running ability as well. But definitely going to play safety at the was, next level. I
2: was going to say, I think maybe KJ Bolden Buford could possibly end up as a Oh, K.J., K, you're, that is a great done.
0: point, Jed. K.J. Bolden, yeah. that's down the line a little bit further, 2024. Course, right. He is he is going to be the real deal. I think he's a type of guy that can be a game-breaking type receiver at the next level. And Georgia has already hosted him several times. He's been in meetings with Todd Munkin. He's a pri- priority for Georgia early on in his recruitment. Yeah.
1: Uh, Who is the uh, – I'm trying to think of the kid down uh, – I'm trying to look – as it uh hopkins uh deandre Red. uh <laughs> DeAndre. <laughs> he'd be pretty good uh oh down at uh thomas county uh adam hopkins hopkins he's an he's another one of those uh a smaller type receiver slot guys but uh i've seen he's pretty good uh, I, mean,
0: but, I think we're all in agreement though trent that's a great call by jed kj bolden project to be a phenomenal receiver once he gets to college
1: yeah definitely uh, he, he he kj bolden is the real deal i, mm-hmm. I wouldn't watch buford a couple of times and when you're the best player on the field at buford uh yeah. you're you're doing something especially at that age um and he's out there at 15 16 years old uh being the best player out there so yeah i, I like that pick
0: and we've got a couple two more questions we'll wrap up with here Show enough two five three is nil really going to be a huge determining factor for schools like Alabama, Georgia, and Ohio State, seeing as they all finished behind uh, Texas A and M minus spending thirty million on their class. Well, they there was there was money spent. I mean, there's recruiting mon- uh, budget spend. It's not like they're just you know. Writing people handwritten letters asking them to to come. There's 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 money being spent uh, by Georgia and Alabama and Ohio State to try to bring these guys in. I just don't think they backed up the Brinks truck in the similar fashion that T, uh, Texas A and M did this this time around. Uh, Trent.
1: Yeah, yeah, I agree. Um, I think I, I think you're gonna see money spent, but I, I also think you're gonna see. Um, I guess NFL draft picks come out, and I think that's going to be another important thing. Uh, watching this draft, seeing a bunch of Georgia, Alabama guys go day one and day two, um, you know, there there is uh, nil, and there 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 is that money coming in, but you're going to make a whole lot more money if you get drafted in the first, you know, first round or second round. So, uh, yeah, I, I I think I think you'll see Georgia and Alabama kind of, yeah. You know, start working nil a little bit more, but at the same time, as long as they're pounding out draft picks, uh I think that's gonna be uh an additional incentive to to come play for the university. You know, playoffs and 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 uh you know all the recognition that that those those teams are getting uh you know you mentioned game day uh playoffs uh national championship you know you, you they have a lot of recognition that's gonna uh get them seen and and, and get and but I don't I don't know about uh, the recruiting standpoint, I think Georgia and Alabama will have to doubt there because Texas A&M went all out.
0: Yeah, Jed, I think that, you know, Harold Perkins here decommitting, you know, I think that you're starting to see maybe a little hairline crack in the foundation, right? Because, you know, eventually all these guys, yeah, it's going to be great if you've got a structured deal that says, hey, if I stay this long at Texas A&M, I can make – these many tens of thousands of dollars but like Trent was pointing out if you you know really go out there and maybe some guys it may be even in, up, upwards of six figures six figures but if if you're not on the field uh if there's so much talent there and you're not on the field you're not being able to produce uh, and there's only one ball to go around on offense and you, you know you're not getting opportunities some of these guys will will let even if it's structured into a "Quote unquote contract that they've had to sign, whatever they'll leave some of that money on the table and go somewhere, a la Jermaine Burton, uh, to go get the numbers they want to, you know, try to try to uh, live out their NFL dreams."
2: Yeah, and I think you know we look at okay this year Texas A&M spent what thirty million whatever like that's not going to be. And maybe I'm just naive and don't know how much oil is in the world, but I feel like that's not something that can happen every class, right? I mean, eventually that money, either the money is is going to to somewhat run out, or, or recruits are going to say, "Hey, okay, we're going to get." And let's be honest, most like the the guys like you know Travis Hunter, like most of these guys aren't getting these massive, massive deals. I mean, most of the guys Blaine, like you said earlier, the the local deals with Zaxby's and and, and the talkies and you know the the, the smaller ish. Uh, stuff that that's you know good walk around money and all that kind of stuff so i think it's not a sustainable model that's like i think georgia and alabama and ohio state those got those schools have proven over the past five six years they've got you know models set up for success year after year it's repeatable nil or not and texas a&m while they have recruited well they haven't landed this number one class until they can just back up brink struck after brink struck so i can definitely um, see
1: still a lot of movement in the portal with that class uh, absolutely yeah. Yeah, I I agree. Now, unless they go
0: out and they win the national championship next year, it could be, who knows, it could be a lot different. But that doesn't prevent portal movement, as we've seen. uh, Both Alabama and Georgia have their fair share of uh, people moving after both playing in the national championship game. And our last question of the night, the Swamp Fox, how close was Luther Burden to signing with Georgia? Well, uh, all I can tell you is this, is that I know, based on as good as sources as – as I've got that loser burden was in contact with Georgia as close as an hour and a half to two hours before he went into the YMCA there or boys club, whatever, wherever he signed out over there in the, in East St. Louis and Georgia thought that his family had, you know, the gear, everything ready to go. And then he goes in and it ends up being Missouri. So that's pretty close, in my opinion, Trent.
1: Yeah, I, I, I definitely think Georgia was, Georgia was definitely right there, uh, and especially having that last visit. Um, Georgia was pretty confident going into that decision. Uh, again, that that's when that's when Neil came in, and uh, that Missouri, you know, Missouri was going to find a way to keep him at home, and you uh, know they they worked it over and did, and. Uh, <coughs> I mean you you're going to see those situations especially with in-home guys or in-state guys or you know uh, they they're going to make sure hey we're going to make sure he don't leave the state and I think Georgia went to a similar approach with with Michael uh Williams said, hey we're going to make sure this kid uh, we, we land this kid uh, we need this kid we want make sure we land this kid and I think uh Georgia took a similar approach there but uh you know you're you're going to lose some with 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 Neil in, in these situations and I think that uh him visiting Georgia late and, and also at the same time with Georgia having all the momentum there and ha- being right there at the very end kind of I guess uh upped up uh the nil money to <laughs> Missouri. So uh that that's what that's what we're working with now. Uh that's the world of recruiting. No
0: doubt. And it is uh
1: it is fast paced, it is ever changing. Jed, Trent, and
0: I constantly are putting out stuff over there at uga UGASports.com, so make sure you've signed up. We appreciate everyone uh, submitting their vault questions tonight, and guys will be back at it next Monday for another live show here on the YouTube. The, the Georgia football is the name of it, the, the name of the channel, but it's the UGA Sports um, YouTube channel, so if you – didn't catch the full thing you want to replay we'll also have the podcast format out tomorrow uh, on tomorrow morning sometime on UGA sports as well so for Jed May and Trent Smallwood I am Blaine Gilmer and this has been UGA sports rumors versus facts